is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast about New York sports. Quick one today. Yankees start their series tonight against the Guardians, and the roster is out. So we're going to go over that. Uh, Sam Solo today, no Matt. Honestly, only going to do like 10, 15 minutes about the roster. But nonetheless, roster is out, so I'm going to read it in just a second here. So position players, Harrison Bader, Oswaldo Cabrera, Matt Carpenter, Josh Donaldson, Marwin Gonzalez, Aaron Hicks, Kyle Higashioka, Aaron Judge, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Tim LaCastro, Rizzo, Stanton, Glaber, Trevino. Pitchers, this is where it gets a little interesting. Miguel Castro, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Domingo, Clay Holmes, Loisaga, Litke, Wandy, Schmidt, Sevi, Tyone, Trevino. Now, the couple notables are Scott Efros not on the roster. Um, all reports are saying that he actually has a an elbow issue and is going to need Tommy John surgery, which is a huge blow for an already crippled Yankee bullpen. Given all the news that came out about Stanton in the last couple of days where he didn't show up to his assigned um, bullpen or workout for the day and therefore they left him off the roster, one would have to believe that had that not happened and everything went smoothly, even if Chapman was on the bubble, if Efros was going to be out, then that means that Chapman might have had a spot on the roster. So just a little extra, uh, I guess, turning of the knife for, for Chapman there. Um, a couple other notables not on the roster. No DJ LeMayu. Uh, obviously, his toe is just too much of an issue right now. We could tell at the end of the season that he wasn't 100%. Even when he would run down to first base, it was looked like he was jogging. Um, I don't even think they played him in the field that much. And even when he played the field, he still looked... Uh, I mean, he's a gold glove defender, I think. But he still looked uh, a bit a step slow out there. So I guess the determination was that uh, having him at not 100% would be a net negative for the Yankees. So instead, they go with Marwin Gonzalez, who... I don't hate having Marwin Gonzalez, and I actually see it, uh, see their reasoning behind it because he can play every position. Uh, right now, he's your de facto backup first baseman. Uh, I can see late in the game where, well, LeCastro is going to be your pinch runner. So I can see the first pinch runner, whether that be Rizzo, Glaber, uh, even Stanton if it's late enough in the game. But uh, let's say Rizzo were to pinch hit or get pinch run for, uh, then Marwin would be your first baseman to end the game, which... I'm not too keen on, I think if I'm looking at a uh, baseball game, and obviously you want to have, uh, you never want to be shortchanged at the end of a baseball game, you'd rather have more options and, and I guess any option at all than being forced to do something, and what I mean by that is, so let's say they didn't have Marwin on the roster, if you were to pinch run for Rizzo then, then what you would need to do is move Either you could put Matt Carpenter at first base. I don't know if the Yankees seem, deem that he's ready f- to play the field health-wise because he was just in a walking boot like two weeks ago. Or you could put Cabrera over at first base, and then you could put Hicks into the outfield or even lose the DH and put Stanton into the outfield. But I think what the Yankees saw here is, look, we, we're going to have guys in Tyone and Domingo that can give us innings out of the bullpen if we really need. Um, so having a couple extra arms wasn't necessarily uh, that important for them, I guess, because they have those starters in the bullpen. But 
So now I guess they said, well, if we don't have anyone else to add to the bullpen, then we're just going to add some versatility to our bench. So they have Aaron Hicks who can play every outfield position. Uh, maybe not, he's obviously not an A-plus defender, but hey, at least he could play there. Um, and then same thing for Marwin, not an A-plus defender, but he can play every position in the infield. So again, with the bench, it just looks like they went for some versatility. As for the starting lineup, uh, I'll guess it right now, I guess. I'm going to say Judge leads off and plays right field, followed by Rizzo at first base. Then we're going to go Glaber at second, Stanton DHing fourth. Fifth, we'll go Josh Donaldson at third. Um, I don't think I don't think Matt Carpenter will be an option immediately uh, for this first game, at least. Maybe against if he has a good split against any of these pitchers, uh, or if it's, they just get a tough righty and they want a lefty up, he's definitely going to be a pinch hit option. But not yet, I don't think uh, for the starting lineup at least. So then Josh Donaldson fifth, playing third. Oswaldo is going to be in left. Uh, he'll bat sixth. I think Bader will bat seven and play center field. Trevino, eight, catching IKF, nine, shortstop. Just a guess. My outside the box would be no IKF. Oswaldo plays short. Carpenter plays third. And then Stan goes to the outfield. Or you could have Josh, Josh Donaldson play third. And then DH Carpenter and put Stan in the outfield. Either way, well, that's probably the, the most makes the most sense because uh, Josh Donaldson's still a, a good defender, a better th- defensive third baseman than Matt Carpenter, all one would assume. And again, I don't think Matt Carpenter is fully healthy enough to play the field yet. So some interesting stuff. I mean, personally, if I want to, I, I know last pod I spoke about it with Matt and uh, was previewing the series a little bit. This I'm getting more and more concerned about the bullpen and the bullpen usage. It's going to be heavily reliant on guys like Wandy Peralta, Jonathan Luisaga. Um, I mean, do they throw Lucas Lickey in that mix? They seem to love him. No, no F. Ross. I would have added F. Ross to that list of guys you could actually trust. Uh, Trevino has been good since he's come over. Uh, Clay Holmes is hasn't been as lost as he once was, but definitely nowhere near as as dominant as he was in the first half. And I'll tell you what, you could say anything about anyone on this roster. I think the biggest hit to this team for the entire year, injuries, performance, all of that included, morale, all of that included, I think the biggest hit this year was going from Clay Holmes being the best, arguably the best closer in baseball, to now not even knowing where he's going to pitch or where he fits into this bullpen. So, Look, if you're a Yankee fan, I think if you can just somehow wish for one thing, it would be to have a lockdown guy like Clay Holmes at the end of this bullpen. And look, maybe he finds it. Maybe they throw him in and he, he the bright lights make him better. Sometimes that happens. I know that's been the argument with Giancarlo Stanton his whole career, or at least his whole career with the Yankees. And um, as for him, look, he better perform well. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me saying that because you know, he's always been one to be booed and he's always been one to be, uh, he's, he's taking it well, is what I'm trying to get at. Every, I've, I even personally was at games where he would strike out four times and it was booed to the dugout and then booed when he came and ran out onto the field, but he's taking it very well. And, but this year, uh, you know, he had, he hit his home run. Sure. He was hurt here and there, but look, man, this is what you're here for. If you're a Yankee, you're here for the postseason. 
And not that I'm not I'm not saying he needs to prove himself because he's won an MVP, been an All Star multiple times as one of the actually and now very team friendly deal if he can actually produce at what we expect him to produce at. But hey, he's John Carlos Stanton. You know, you've seen Judge his whole year have the entire team on his back. Now it's time for these guys to repay him. Guys like Rizzo and Stanton, who have had their streaks, uh, even guys like Matt Carpenter, who just hurt. And not saying that there's they owe him anything, but like if you're if you're one if you're teammates with Aaron Judge, and you see he's literally brought you guys to this point. He has single handedly brought the Yankees to this point. Like play for the guy over everything, and especially guys like I know him and Rizzo are close. So I wouldn't be stunned if, if Rizzo had an absolutely monster series, monster playoff year, because he's just playing for his guy. And I think I'm a big believer in any professional sport that if you if one team is the hungrier dog or is more motivated for whatever reason, we just saw last night, right? Travis Kelsey, it's his birthday, scores four touchdowns. Just these athletes are wired so differently that any slight increase in motivation makes them uh, reach another level. So I would love to see that from the Yankees, pick up their guy, judge, win a couple series. And then as my, for my prediction, again, just a short little 10 minutes here on the roster. Some of my thoughts before the series, I think game one is absolutely huge. And obviously it's very cliche to say, but for the Yankees and the way they've played this year and all the questions coming into the game, if you can get cold six innings, Yankees have the lead after six hand it over to the bullpen, and they go three shutdown innings with a nice save. Uh, you play some good defense, and you get a – even if you give, even if Cole gave up a couple runs, right, just as long as he can maintain the lead. One thing I've noticed with Cole is it's almost like as soon as the Yankees will hit like a, a home run or score a couple runs, it's he gives it right back so fast like I've never seen before. So do I think the Yankees can get to Cal Quantrill tonight? The, of course, and I, I love Cal Quantrill, but – I think they can get to him. I, I'm picking the Yankees to win this game tonight. Tomorrow's the tough one. Uh, Nestor against Bieber is a tough one. That's the one where I think I'm most nervous for. Because if you, even if you win tonight and you need to tax the bullpen, right? Like let's say Cole doesn't have it, you need to tax the bullpen. Tomorrow, you need to assume that the Guardians are going to go Bieber to Emmanuel Classe. And that's, those are two of the best pitchers in all of baseball right now. So that's a recipe for success for them. And then even with Nestor, it's just really his big playoff home debut, I guess. And, you know, some guys fold under pressure. Not saying that he will, not saying I think he will, but it's still a question mark. And uh, I could say that for a lot of guys on this team, but if you're a starting pitcher and as consistently as Nestor Cortez has been great all year long, uh, if again, if you're a Yankee, the pinstripes are heavy and they're even heavier in the postseason. So... Tomorrow's game, or sorry, Thursday's game is a little bit concerning. And going forward, I have all the faith in Severino um, starting game three against McKenzie in Cleveland. I I think the Yankees can, can win that game as well. I just think the Yankees are the better team, and I think they'll win the series. But game one and game two, uh, I, I think I would be okay with a split here, only given the fact that Shane Bieber is just – I mean, he's just been dominant so far. You can make the argument he's been the best pitcher and he had the best outing of all the uh, wild card pitchers. So let's see what the Yankees do. I have full faith in them. I think they win this series. I'm going to say a gentleman sweep, so 3-1. But, uh, yep, as always, thanks for listening. 
Let's go Yankees, and always feel free to reach out.